Did you know that the first time the word blessing shows up in the Bible, it's when God blesses the animals, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and all those animals that walk on the earth, including our beloved pets. And so in today's message, our senior pastor, McGray de Vega, is gonna introduce us to an ancient saint named St. Francis of Assisi, who had a lot to say about what it means to care for the animals in our midst. Maybe you have a pet sitting with you right now. Go ahead and just scratch his head, give a little bit of love, and stick around and watch this message. Let us pray. Oh God, open our eyes to empathy, curiosity, and humility, that we might be generous and compassionate toward others, toward ourselves, and toward all creation. In Jesus' name, amen. On days five and six of creation, God made the animals. Fish and birds on day five, land animals on day six, it's also on days five and six that God gives the only two commandments to creation. On day five, God commanded the animals to be fruitful and multiply. And on day six, God commanded humans to have dominion over all the animals. In other words, God told the animals to flourish and thrive and populate the planet, filling it with a glorious diversity of wings and feathers and fur. God saw that it was good. But then to humans, we received a different commandment, one that on first glance seems to contradict the command that God gave the animals. We were told to dominate the animals, to have dominion over them. Other translations say to rule over or reign over the animals. To dominate the animals of this world is the first command God gave us. And you can bet that throughout history, people have used that command to lead to all sorts of destructive behaviors toward animals and their habitats, from abuse to neglect to disregard for their environments. People have interpreted that commandment with a harmful, narrow view. The truth is the Hebrew word for dominion has that implication. The ancient Israelites associated that word for the act of winemaking. I mean, the, the literal act of crushing grapes to extract their juice. It was that kind of stomping and smashing action. That was part of the Hebrew word for domination. Yikes, huh? Especially since that commandment would seem to contradict the ability for animals to fulfill their commandment by God to be fruitful and multiply. So here's the central question for us today. From a biblical perspective, what does God want our relationship with the animals to be? What does it mean for us to have dominion over them? As I pondered this question last week, I, I had a serendipitous conversation with a clergy covenant friend of mine a few days ago named Scott Smith, who serves in Ormond Beach. He offered something very insightful. He asked me, well, what happens when you turn grapes into juice? You release their potential. Hmm? You transform them into something that could bring life and joy to others. You unleash their capacity for richness and, and beauty and goodness into the world. So what if having dominion is not so much about smashing and stomping and crushing and more about seeing all life and all creatures as gifts to us and to the world? And what if our job is to preserve and protect and be responsible for their potential 
so that they can add their beauty and richness to the world. I quite like that understanding of having dominion. I love how biblical scholar Kristen Swenson explains it. She reminds us that the command for humans to have dominion over the animals in verse 26 immediately follows the act of God creating humans in God's image. So her notion is this. If God's purpose in creating the universe was to create order out of chaos, and if humans are made in the image of that same God, then we have the capacity and the responsibility to bring order and beauty out of all creation, including the animals. She said, human superiority brings not self-serving privilege, but grave responsibility. Human beings, she said, have the unique responsibility to work creatively at maintaining an order that allows each thing to be and do all of what it is and does. And that, this first chapter in Genesis declares, is good. So the question that Genesis would ask of us today is not, how can we as humans dominate the animals of this world? Rather, it's, how can our relationships with the animal world be one of mutual beauty and joy and productivity? And any of us who've ever had a pet know exactly how to respond to that question. Have you ever had a beloved pet or maybe have one now? Throughout my life, I've had a number of them. My first was a small turtle when I was about 12 years old that I named after a character on Gilligan's Island. To give you a glimpse into my prepubescent mind, I named the turtle Ginger. Anyway, after Ginger died, I graduated to parakeets and named them Bobby and Cindy after two characters from the Brady Bunch. This is giving you a glimpse into how I spent much of my free time as a child. Oh, and then over the years, my daughters and I have cared for a number of wonderful adopted dogs, including Micah and Winnie, the two that we have now. Well, each of these pets in my life, just, just as I assume has been the case for you, has been an expression of God's command to have dominion over the animals, to care for them, and release their potential to offer beauty and joy. You know, there are many psychological studies out there that, that indicate the physiological and psychological benefits of having pets. They can help lower stress. They can ease anxiety. They can provide companionship to aid people who feel lonely. They can even help lower blood pressure and a stress hormone called cortisol. The list goes on and on. And the benefit goes beyond personal pets. I'm very sheepish to admit this, no pun intended, but over the last several months, I have discovered a unique way for me to practice self-care and lower my stress level. I go to the zoo. I recently became a member, once again, of Zoo Tampa, formerly known as Lowry Park Zoo, one of the true treasures of our Tampa Bay area. So on many given weekend mornings, you may find me right when the zoo opens doing my routine one hour walk through the park, right in the middle of the animal's morning feeding time. And this may sound weird, but I have found it very calming to watch these animals eat. They just seem so content, so released from the pressures of life, 
from the rhinos who munch on the hay to the manatees that chew gracefully on their lettuce. By the end of my hour at the zoo, I just feel a little more centered and a little more in touch with God and creation. Does that sound weird? Well, it didn't to St. Francis of Assisi. Perhaps no person in history displayed this kind of affection and appreciation for the animals than St. Francis, the iconic 12th century Italian Catholic friar. The stories of his interactions with animals are absolutely legendary. He would often preach to the birds and they would flutter near him and appear to listen intently. One time he found a bunny in a trap and in releasing it, he gently encouraged the rabbit to be more careful next time. And whenever a fisherman caught a fish and Francis happened to be nearby, he would release the fish and warn it to not be caught again. I can't imagine the fishermen were happy. And then there was the most famous story of all. There once was a wolf who had been attacking and, and ravaging a local village when Francis showed up and he approached the wolf as it remarkably remained calm in front of him. Francis made the sign of the cross on the wolf as he said these words, Brother Wolf, I wanna make peace between you and the people of this village. They will harm you no more and you must no longer harm them. All past crimes are to be forgiven. And the wolf remarkably curled up into a ball and lay at Francis's feet. One of the more famous prayers attributed to St. Francis is a prayer of healing for the animals in which he supposedly said these words, humbly do we pray, O Lord, for thy mercy so that this animal, which is vexed by grave infirmity, may be by thy name and the virtue of thy blessing healed. Extinguish in them every power and let them not be sick anymore. So it's in that spirit that today, Three o'clock in the afternoon, February 5th, on the Magnolia parking lot of the Hyde Park campus, we will be hosting our first ever blessing of the animals. We invite you to bring your pets of any kind for an informal come and go experience. Our clergy will greet you and offer a brief blessing on your pet in the style of St. Francis, who would often say simple words such as, we ask you to bless this pet by the power of your love enable it to live according to your plan. May we always praise you for all your beauty and creation. Blessed are you, Lord our God, in all your creatures, amen. God's command for us to have dominion over the animals is not a command to abuse them or mistreat them for our own benefit. Instead, it means to protect and preserve them and allow them to live into their potential to offer beauty and delight and goodness in the world. It is to allow them to fulfill their commandment from God, to be fruitful and to multiply. So for our closing prayer today, we hear this prayer from St. Bonaventure who offered this prayerful tribute to the life of St. Francis of Assisi. Let us pray. God, our heavenly Father, you created the world to serve humanity's needs and to lead them to you. By our own fault, we have lost the beautiful relationship which we once had with all your creation. Help us to see that by restoring our relationship with you, we will also restore it with all your creation. 
Give us the grace to see all animals as gifts from you and to treat them with respect for they are your creation. We pray for all animals who are suffering as a result of, your, of our neglect. May the order you originally established be once again restored to the whole world through the intercession of the glorious Virgin Mary, the prayers of St. Francis and the merits of your son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you now and forever. Amen. I hope you found this message helpful and got you to think a little bit more about the animals that just surround us in our day-to-day -day lives, or maybe the pets that you have in your life, or maybe you wanna get a pet. Maybe this message inspired you to do that. There are some next steps that are available to you and some reflection questions. You can find all that in the video description below. I'm Matt Hotho, I'm really glad you joined us and we'll see you next time.